ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله والسلام عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام والسنه all praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah ya ibadullah as parents it is an obligation upon each and every one of us that we rear our children upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we instill in our children the importance of following the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that we convey unto them that they have to implement the Quran and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as understood by the companions and those who follow them in good from those early praiseworthy generations and that we impress upon them that there is no option as relates to this because this is what is correct you know there is a saying that says that those who don't know where they came from they won't know where they are going When we look at this concept we see that we can also say and that it will be better understood perhaps that an individual who's unaware of their foundation then they will be utterly lost wandering hopelessly the foundation of mankind is up tawhid if we are individuals who are deprived of knowing what is at tawhid 
then you will see we will live our lives aimlessly here in this dunya. So if we are truly concerned about our prosperity and the prosperity of our progenies, then we have to learn what is it to heed. Because this was the purpose for which we were created. And without knowing your purpose, without knowing what is your foundation, what is your beginning, what is your origin, then we will wander through this dunya aimlessly. When one will reflect on those societies that are unaware of this reality, this is what they find from them. That they wander through this dunya aimlessly. So all they know, all they can see is what? Our worldly games. And that's it. There's no straight methodology as relates to attaining these things. There is no order as relates to the attainment of these things. But it's just systems of conjecture that are built on conjecture. In other words, wandering aimlessly. As Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has blessed us so that we know what our purpose is. So that we know what our foundation is. And when one truly understands their purpose and their foundation, then they are able to move forward accordingly. With direction, with purpose. It is incumbent upon each and every one of us that we live our lives intentionally, meaning that we are purpose driven and that we strive to implement the purpose in which we were created for. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in His noble book. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And I did not create the jinn nor the mankind except for them to worship me. This is why we were created, to establish the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to establish a tawheed. But if we are unaware of the meaning of a tawheed, then we will be incapable of establishing it. Because you cannot establish something that you are ignorant of. In order to establish it, you have to have knowledge of it. So it is a must as parents that we, one, we learn ourselves. Because we ourselves want to benefit. And we ourselves want to fulfill the purpose for which we were created. We ourselves want to establish this purpose because we ourselves are interested in prosperity. So we have to learn it. It is not something that is required for the children only and then that's it. No, but we ourselves have to learn it. So as parents, we have to become more driven. We have to become more concerned with learning, learning about the religion, learning about the deen. And instilling this inside of our children by way of examples, by showing them, by being an example to them, the importance of the knowledge of the deen, the importance of the Qur'an, the importance of the sunnah. Now, how will we be able to possibly do that and to be that example if we ourselves are showing them with our actions that we really 
don't place a big concern on the Quran and the Sunnah. If they see us, for example, going many days, many months, weeks, so on and so forth, without picking up the Book of Allah, without studying and contemplating over the Book of Allah, then how can we expect our children to respect our words when we say that the Qur'an is greatly important to them, is of great importance to their life and to their prosperity, is great is of great importance to them as relates to this world and the next. If we ourselves go long periods of time without reading the Qur'an, if we ourselves are not daily reading the Qur'an, people pay more attention to what they see than to what they hear and have absolutely no respect for what they hear if it contradicts what they see. So as parents... We have to be establishing these things ourselves and putting forth that example. Putting forth that example. Why? Because we want to benefit. Why? Because when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want our Lord to be pleased with us. Why? Because we want to have a good life in this world and in the next. Why? Because we want our graves to be spacious and like gardens from the gardens of Jannah. Why? Because we do not want to go to hell. Because we don't want to be punished. Because we don't want to earn Allah's anger. So of course we benefit first and foremost if we do what is correct ourselves. But also that which would Lend to us benefiting even further is that we impress upon our children to live their lives upon the same manner, to implement the Tawheed, to live in accordance to the Sunnah, as understood by the Salaf of this Ummah, to do what is correct, to be good Muslims, and impress upon them the importance of passing that on to the next generation. So on and so forth. This will ultimately, na'am, it benefits them, but also it benefits us as parents. Because the one who points to a good, then he will, will be rewarded for those who do the good. And no one's reward will be decreased in any which way, shape, or form. In any event, if we don't know what Tawheed is, we will be incapable of establishing it. The ulama, they mention that Tawheed, aqsamuhu thalatha. That Tawheed, its categories are three. At Tawheed, it is the ibadah, ibadatullah. To worship Allah and Allah alone. Ifradullah bil ibadah. To single out Allah alone in worship. And breaks down into three different categories. The first of them is the tawheed fi rububiyyah. 
The second, التوحيد الألوهية. The third, التوحيد الأسماء والصفات. So إفراد الله بالربوبية والألوهية والأسماء والصفات. To single out Allah alone as relates to those affairs that are linked to his lordship. As relates to those affairs that are linked to his worship. And as relates to his names and his attributes. At-Tawheed al-Rububiyyah huwa al-ilm wal-iqrar bi-anna allaha huwa al-khaliq al-raziq al-ladhi yudabbiru al-amr wa-yuhyi wa-yumit. At-Tawheed al-Rububiyyah it is the knowledge and the agreement that Allah, He is the creator, He is the provider, He is the arranger of the affairs. He is the one who gives life, and He is the one who causes death, so on and so forth. This is from At-Tawheed Ar-Rububiyyah. As a Muslim, we have to believe this. We have to believe this. There is no option as relates to this, because this is what is real. The second category of Tawheed is Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah wa huwa ifradu Allah bil-ibadah kad-du'a wal-nazar wal-dhabh wa ma ashbahahu thalik It is to single out Allah alone in worship such as all, is, all of our du'a all of our supplication is all of our supplication is to Allah and Allah alone. All of our supplication is to Allah and Allah alone. Another, our oaths, our slaughtering is for Allah and Allah alone. So on and so forth from the categories of ibadah. That all of ibadah, every single category, what is ibadah? It is for Allah and for Allah alone. والتوحيد, the third, التوحيد الأسماء والصفات بالتوحيد of the names and the attributes of Allah عز وجل وهو إثبات ما أثبته الله لنفسه أو أثبته له رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم من الأسماء والصفات كما يليق بجلاله وعظمته من غير تحريف ولا تعطيل وَلَا تَكْيِيفْ وَلَا تَمْثِيلٍ At-Tawheed of the names and attributes of Allah, it is to affirm to Allah that which He has affirmed to Himself, to confirm for Allah those names and attributes in which He has confirmed for Himself. Or those names and attributes in which the, His Messenger وسلم, have confirmed that they belong to Allah. All of this in a manner that we confirm them in a manner that we confirm them in a manner that suits his majesty and his greatness without changing the meanings and altering the meanings, without denying them, whether that is partially or in totality, without trying to give to them a description and describing how, and without trying to liking them 
to the creation. This in general, and in summary, then this, and these are the definitions of each of the categories of At-Tawheed. Naam. So it's incumbent that we know them and we know them well and we know the affairs that are linked to them in depth and in detail and that we impress this upon our children and make sure they are educated as relates to this. This is of vital importance. This is extremely important. Rather to say that it is extremely important is an extreme understatement. This is a must. There is no option as relates to this. So as parents, we have to make sure that we are rearing our children upon this and that we are impressing upon them the importance of learning the likes of these things, of studying these affairs, and that we make sure that they learn and they study these affairs. And unfortunately, you'll find that many of the Muslims worldwide, we are negligent as relates to this. We are negligent as relates to this. So the vast majority of the Muslims, unfortunately, if you were to ask them what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah, as the great Shaykh, the Allama, the Imam Mujaddid of this time, Muhammad Nasruddin al-Albani, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he mentioned that if you were to ask most of the Muslims in this time, ma'ana la ilaha illallah, what is the meaning of la ilaha illallah, he said that they will either say, La Edri, I don't know, or they will give to you a false meaning. They will give to you a false meaning. And this is a tragedy. This is, yani, it's, this is a tragedy. This is extremely unfortunate. And this, and this is, and this is, yani, the reason why we find ourselves in the situation that we're in. Because as Muslims, if we don't know this foundation, if we don't know this foundation, how can we expect to build anything substantial? You know, without a foundation, you can't build a structure. If the foundation is weak, your structure is going to be weak. It's not going to have integrity. It's going to be subject to collapse. To fall apart, to break down, to tip over, to be destroyed, to implode upon itself. Why? Because the foundation is all messed up. So we find this situation, our foundation is all messed up. So as an ummah, how do we hope to build anything? As individuals, as families, how do we hope to build anything? If everyone is so disconnected from this foundation, so disconnected. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how do you seriously hope to accomplish anything? So as parents, it is a must. It is a must that we show our children and we teach them this connection between Tawheed and between their prosperity. Those first generations who reached the heights that they have reached, those who we look back in the history books and we say, look at this time, look at this golden era, look at what was accomplished, look at all of the accomplishments. It's because their foundation was strong. And as that foundation began to weaken, began to weaken, then you find that what? 
the ummah began to fall apart. Why? Because the foundation was not strong. Because innovations crept in. Because erroneous beliefs crept in. Because Muslims started to adopt the ways and the thinking of the disbelievers. Because they started to adopt the concepts of the disbelievers. Because they tried to implement the aspects of the lifestyle of the disbelievers and so on and so forth. Why? Because the foundation was not strong. So if we want to have prosperity, then we have to. We have to have a strong foundation. And that foundation is the Tawheed. Because the reality of the fact is, is that Tawheed is, was, yani, this is the purpose of why we were created. This is the meaning of life. To establish what? Tawheed. This is the, this is the beginning of the affair. This is the middle of the affair. And this is what? The end of the affair. And everything between those three stations as relates to the affair is what? Is a Tawheed. The establishment of a Tawheed. Implementing a Tawheed. Staying away from its opposite. Staying away from Shirk. Staying away from that which leads to a Shirk. Staying away from Shirk. Polytheism in all of its types, all of its forms, all of its manifestations, that we stay away from it, period. Ma'am, if we truly want to have prosperity, then we have to establish Tawheed and we have to stay away from the shirk. Allah Ta'ala, this is why He created us so we may establish a Tawheed. Tawheed, this was the way of the prophets and the messengers. We have to we have to instill in our children that if they want to be successful, they have to implement Tawheed and they have to be upon the way of the prophets and the messengers. There is no option as relates to this. How can one be successful if they are upon a way that is contrary to the way of the prophets and the messengers? We have already believed and we have already agreed that the prophets and the messengers, they were the best human beings ever. There were no human beings better than the prophets and the messengers. So, of course, whatever they were upon is good and that's the best. That's the best way for a human being. That's the way to live your best life. You know, we hear this all the time. People saying, live your best life, live your best life. Well, living your best life is a life that you live upon Tawheed. That's how you live your best life. Living your best life doesn't mean that you have a bunch of money. Living your best life doesn't mean that you fly in private jets. Living your best life doesn't mean that you drive the most fanciest of cars. Living the best life doesn't mean that you're draped in jewelry and so on and so forth. Living the best life doesn't mean none of this. Living your best life is that you live your life upon Tawheed. You live your life in a manner that is conducive to the establishment of a Tawheed. You live your life in a manner that coincides with the belief and the methodology of the prophets and the messengers. And in particular, and specifically for this ummah, you live your life in accordance to the sunnah of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's how you live your best life. Not this other stuff these people are talking about. No, you live your best life by being upon the Quran, by being upon the sunnah, as understood by the self of this ummah. This is what we have to impress upon our children if they want to be successful. If you want to be successful, you have everything you need right here. You don't have to look over there to see what the next man is doing. You don't have to look over there to see what this nation, this, these kuffar and them is doing. You don't have to look at any of that. 
Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you that which suffices you, has given you that which makes you rich, independent. You are in no need of anything that the kuffar they may have to offer you. No. But rather what? The kuffar, they are in dire need of what you have. They are in dire need of what you have. For all of life's problems, you have the solution right there in the Quran and the Sunnah. You just have to know where it is and you have to know how to apply it. Now, but that requires knowledge. That requires study. That requires dedication. That you dedicate your life or portions thereof in the pursuit of knowledge. Knowledge about the religion. That's the knowledge that is praiseworthy. That's the knowledge that is praiseworthy. Naam. Anything else from ilm is benefit is limited. But the benefit, but the end that the knowledge that really benefits is the knowledge that the prophets and the messengers they came and they taught because that knowledge it goes beyond the grave. Whereas any other thing from knowledge that people call knowledge, whether it's the knowledge of medicine or the knowledge of uh, engineering or what, what 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 have you from the knowledges, right? Chemistry, so on and so forth, all these other knowledges. Now they have benefit, but their benefit is limited. Why? Because their benefit ends at the grave. Whereas the knowledge that the prophets and the messengers they were sent with, this goes beyond the grave. This benefits you in this world and in the next. Now, so from that standpoint, we already see which knowledge is better. Okay. Also, that which points us to the fact that that knowledge is better is what? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed that knowledge, the knowledge of the deen to the prophets and the messengers. He did not send the prophets and the messengers with the knowledge of medicine or the knowledge of chemistry or the knowledge of, you know, so on and so forth, engineering. No, this is not what the, the call of the messengers to teach you how to build things, to teach you this and teach you that. No, but they came with the real knowledge teaching you how to properly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Teaching you how to live your life in compliance to the rules and regulations of Allah. Teaching you the rules and regulations of Allah by way in which you govern your life by so on and so forth. Everything. Everything that will benefit you. You'll find it in the Quran and, 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 and in the Sunnah. From, 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 from the manner in which you go to the restroom. Right? All the way up until how you run governments and judicial systems and that which is more important than that, how to worship your Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the real knowledge. That's the knowledge that is truly beneficial. But as parents, is this the knowledge that you find oft encouraged inside of our homes? Right? When we tell that child, you need to be a doctor. Why? Because we think and we want this child to have a good life. We want them to be able to be a good earner. We want them to be able to do something that is beneficial for the people and beneficial for themselves. We want them to be someone that we can be proud of. So does our thinking go to and is it restricted by just looking at this world? Because as, as aforementioned, now this is a good thing. We're not saying it's a bad thing to be a doctor. It's excellent. We're telling people, now the Muslims, yeah, be a doctor. That's good. However, 
we want to keep everything in its proper place, in its proper perspective. Being a doctor is good, no doubt about it. But being knowledgeable about your religion is better. Because if you're a doctor, but you're a total ignoramus as relates to your religion, then being a doctor is worthless. It's worthless for you. It's worthless. If you're a doctor at the top of your profession, the best surgeon in the world, but you're ignorant about the religion, when you meet your Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you being the best surgeon in the world is not going to avail you. If you didn't implement your religion, if you didn't establish tawheed, being the finest surgeon in the world is not going to help you. So if we truly want our children to have a good life, then we can't restrict it to this life right here. But we have to look at what is going to be the best for you in this world and more importantly, in the next. Because the next life, that's the real life. That forever life in Jannah, that's the real life. You see? So if we truly want our children to be successful, if we truly want our children to be that in which we are proud of, then they have to be individuals who are first and foremost good Muslims. First and foremost good Muslims. Then whatever else comes after that, it's like they say, it's icing on the cake. It's just, alhamdulillah. You understand? But going back to that example, being a good Muslim, that's what it's all about. That's everything, right? And then anything else we can bring, because I'm not going to say it's icing on the cake. It's sprinkles. You know what I mean? It's sprinkles, okay? So let's look at that example. If the things of this world, accomplishments of this world, we can only class it, we can at best say they're sprinkles on a cake. What sense would it make to put sprinkles on a rotten cake? To put sprinkles on a cake that's not fully cooked, to sprinkles on a on a on a, on a mound of dough, huh? What sense would that make? Would it make any sense? Is that is that what we call prosperity? To put sprinkles on a mud pie? We get a mud pie, put sprinkles on it, and that's what we're going to be proud of. Well, you know, that's that's the similitude of that doctor man who is not strong in his religion. So what about the doctor man? They ain't even got no religion that doesn't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that has abandoned belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is that sprinkles on a mud pie? No, that's not sprinkles on a mud pie. That's sprinkles on something that may resemble mud in its color, but it's not mud. Does anybody really want that for their children? If the children are going to be pro uh, have prosperity... They have to establish the Tawheed, Tawheed and prosperity. The prophets and the messengers, this was their way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, لَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا نُوحًا إِلَى قَوْمِهِ That verily we have sent Nuh to his people. Nuh was sent to his people by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did Nuh go to his people and say, we got to run a government and give everybody a say-so? And how we run things and do things. Did Nuh go to his people and say, We gotta build big buildings and have industry and uh, best economy in the world? Was that his message to his people? Allah Ta'ala, he tells us. 
لقد أرسلنا نوحا إلى قومه فقال يا قوم اعبدوا الله ما لكم من إله غيره إني أخاف عليكم عذاب يوم عظيم Allah Ta'ala says what means and verily we sent Nuh to his people saying unto them O my people worship Allah O my people worship Allah you have no God besides him verily I am fearful for you the punishment of a great day the day of judgment I'm fearful for you the punishment of a great day if we want our children to be to to to, to uh to have prosperity then we have to call them to what Nuh alayhi salam and all of the prophets and messengers alayhim salatu wassalam called their people to and that was to establish a tawhid to establish tawhid to worship Allah and Allah alone why so that they could escape the punishment of that great day so that they can escape the punishment of the day of judgment how 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 do we escape that punishment by being upon that which the prophets and the messengers they call to by living our lives in a way that complies to the teachings of the prophets and the messengers this is how we are going to be successful and as you can see what was the foundation what was that foundation that Noah he began calling his people to the middle of the call and the end of the call was as a, what, what 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 was it Worship Allah alone. You have no God other than Him. This was the way of the prophets and the messengers. Allah Ta'ala, He said, addressing His messenger, His final messenger, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala says what means And verily or And we have sent And verily we have not as you say, And we have not sent Before you O Muhammad A single messenger Except that we Revealed unto him None has the right to be Worshipped in truth except me Meaning Allah So worship Allah Naam None has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. So worship Allah. This was the way of the prophets and the messengers. فَالتَّوْحِيدْ هُوَ الْأَصُلْ فِي الْبَشَرِ So Tawheed, this is the origin of human beings. This is the origin of mankind. To establish the Tawheed. The first command in the Qur'an. The first command in the Qur'an is Allah Ta'ala's statement. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ عُبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah Ta'ala, He says what means? O human beings, O humanity, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you in order for you to attain taqwa. In order for you to attain a taqwa. And a taqwa, this is to implement 
that which Allah Ta'ala has commanded you to implement, to do that which Allah has commanded you to do and to stay away from that which Allah has commanded you to stay away from. This is the one who has taqwa, the one who does that, one who has true reverence and fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will do what he's commanded to do and stay away from that which they're commanded to stay away from. And when they fall up and they make a mistake and they make sins because human beings make mistakes and they make sins, they return in repentance unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They turn in repentance unto Allah and they ask Allah Azza wa Jal to forgive them and they repent unto Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as parents, we have a major role because when our children are born, they are born upon this fitrah. This is their fitrah. This is their natural inclination to, is, is to establish the tawheed. It is the parents that will either help their children to be upon prosperity or they will destroy their children. فَقَالَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ The Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He said مَا مِنْ مَوْلُودٍ مَا مِنْ مَوْلُودٍ إِلَّا there is not from a single person born except that they are born upon their natural inclination. They are born upon their natural inclination to establish tawheed, to submit themselves unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَأَبَوَاهُ يُوَحِّدَانِهِ وَيُنَصِّرَانِهِ وَيُمَجِّسَانِهِ He said what it is his parents, his two parents, mother and father, who will make him into a Jew, or will make him into a Christian, or will make them into a Magian. It is the parents who will corrupt them. Either the mother and the father, or the mother and or the father. They will either destroy their children by altering, destroying their fitrah, by contaminating their fitrah and changing them into a Jew, a Christian, or a Magian. So parents have a great responsibility and they have a great impact upon the trajectory of their children and their lives. So it is incumbent that we take this Role seriously And that we point our children To all of those things That are going to benefit them ultimately And in reality If we truly have love for our children If we reflect upon this And that which was mentioned Beforehand Then it is clear to see the connection Between Tawheed and between prosperity so as parents, as parents, we have to make sure that we are doing what is right by our children, that we really put them in a situation where they can win. It is incumbent that we do this so that we save ourselves and our families from a fire whose fuel is men and stone. Ya ibadullah, I impress upon you to take your responsibility serious. I impress upon you to take your life serious. I impress upon you to do what you know you should be doing 
and to fortify your foundation, strengthen your foundation, constantly check and look at your foundation, constantly look at where you are, what you're doing, where you're going, make sure that you stay on mission, and that mission is to establish Tawheed, that mission is to die upon Islam, that mission is to rear your children upon that which is correct, and then your grandchildren, and your brothers, and your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your neighbors, those who you love, those who you have a concern for, those who you want to see benefit, to call them to the beauty of the deen of al-Islam. But you will be incapable of doing that if you yourself are unaware of its beauties. Because al-faqidu shayt the one who is deprived of something, then they will be incapable of giving it. So learn. Learn your religion. Learn what is good. Call to what is good. Learn your religion. Learn what not to do. And prohibit others from doing those prohibited things and those things which will harm them and which will destroy them, those things which will hurt them. This is how the Muslim is good to humanity. This is how the Muslim is good to themselves. It is incumbent that we are upon this and is incumbent that we show to mankind, starting with ourselves and our children, the connection between prosperity and التوحيد. لعلنا نكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرًا.